Hey guys, hope everybody's doing well. Thought I would do a podcast today. It's I think we're about day five, um, post recovery from the surgery. Um, I can still notice a little bit of discomfort in my throat. Um, the, I mean the pain has never been. They actually sent me away with a load of painkillers and. To be quite honest, I think I might have even been able to get away just with paracetamol or ibuprofen. Um, but I spent, well, I probably, my mom called me yesterday. She asked me how I was, sorry about the traffic just for a little second. My mom called me yesterday to ask me how I was doing not taking the morphine as I lay in bed at five o'clock in the afternoon. Um, taking about 20 milliliters of morphine um oh i'm so bad what a little druggie um or a little junkie i suppose i should say um i'm saying that with the right little smile um well sure look if you don't try things once but in all seriousness i'm not suggesting that um full disclosure would not recommend getting addicted to morphine but could see why People that give up or are in serious pain um, would feel the need for. For me personally, this can sound really stupid, but you know you're taking an athlete that is busting to go, raring to go. You know, I struggled with breathing for 15 to 20 years. They they gave me an answer. They showed me evidence. They performed a surgery to help try fix that. You know, I I want to try. I want to see if it's fixed. Um. So yeah, for me personally, it was actually quite useful to sip on a little bit of morphine, you could say, and it just kind of makes you quite sleepy. And it would be a bit like just taking a sleeping pill and, you know, it doesn't necessarily knock you out right away, but it really calms things down and just puts you in a state of rest. Um, and, and look, that was really important for a few days. So um, I'm cold turkey. Decided that's enough of that before I get addicted. I, it's fun that my mum calls me because you know I tell my mum everything. Like, like, mum knew when I was sniffing cocaine. Mum knew when I was, you know, drinking and smoking and puffing on one of those vapors. Mum's kind of been through that whole journey, and so I'm never really afraid to tell. I guess my family things and my mum things and even you guys, you know, I literally just did a YouTube, my second YouTube video. Um, you guys can find that on YouTube. Um, I think my channel's um, Scullion Design, maybe. I don't know. I probably should have named it Lion Skull and maybe I'll try to do that. But um, I did my second YouTube video there and I really go back into detail about some of those darker days where I was. Um abusing recreational drugs and I wasn't doing it to any serious extent you know it just had became a weekly habit and um, it, it, it never went away from the weekend and there was plenty of times when I didn't even use recreational drugs but I would have told mum back then fuck I need to cut this out basically and I was never proud of these actions Um I, I like to share my story because it might it might help someone else not make those mistakes or those decisions. It it was the lowest and darkest point of my life. So why not share what sort of got you there? I I, I believe in honesty because 
if you can't be honest, a lot of us aren't even honest with ourselves. We're really judgmental of others, but we're not even honest with ourselves. We might even find ourselves judging others for things that we did that day, you know, and and I think it's a really sad world that we live in that we just we just can't be honest. We're not honest with ourselves. We're not honest with other people. Honesty almost gets you punished in the world that we live in rather than the opposite. You know, you, you should should be praised for being honest. You should be you should be the fucking hero. You should be celebrated. Um, instead, we we idolize and support and celebrate fakeness and lies and um, cheating and stealing and God knows what companies and governments and um, businesses are up to in that department. But look, that's not what this podcast is about. I've got sidetracked. Um, so look, tomorrow I'm allowed to jog. Um, full disclosure, I actually just told the doctor that, you know, my I felt my throat a little bit when I was swallowing and there was a bit of discomfort and, you know, should I rest tomorrow? And I was really honest about that because I didn't need to be. And there's the fear that he might be like, yes, rest until it's better. And he said, nope, that that should settle and, and crack on. So tomorrow what I'll do is I'll walk to the park. Um, I'm actually walking to the park right now, but for a walk. Tomorrow I'll walk to the park and then where I've been walking, I'll probably do two laps, which will be about three miles. I don't expect much, you know, I don't, I don't expect it to be like life changing and like, oh my God, I can fucking breathe, isn't this super? But look, I might notice something different if, if there is a bit of discomfort swelling at the minute, swallowing, sorry, I, I would guess there's some swelling back there. That's probably not going to help. Um, don't know if it's the morphine, could be because I googled it, but on my aura ring, my breathing rate has dropped from 15 and a half to 13, which is fucking huge. Um, now, that could be the morphine. <laughs> I did Google it, um, and I suspect it is. But also, like, if you've ever tried this thing called the Bolt Score, which is essentially holding your breath, not for as long as you can, but until your body kind of gives you an urge to breathe, that has also doubled, if not tripled. Um, I, I could barely hold my breath for 20 seconds and I held it for 75 seconds the other day. Now, again, that could be the drugs. Don't know. Um, morphine is banned in athletics, just so you all know. Um, it's not banned out of competition. So I'm clearly not in competition. I'm not, I'm not even training. Um, I'm certainly not racing. Um, but you would need to be very, obviously you need a prescription. I was prescribed it because of the surgery. And, and actually what the doctor said was it's good to, for the purpose I just told you guys, to really rest, to really calm down. What a lovely dog. To really rest and calm down and just take life a bit easier. Um, it's really useful for that. And and that's what they wanted. And they, they don't prescribe you these things for nothing. So you know, when you're working with an Olympic athlete, they're probably well aware that you're going to be, well, sorry, Olympic athlete, hopefully to be. I shouldn't say that because I'm clearly not. And I think that should be made very clear. Um, it's just a figure of speech. Um, that's what they called me at the hospital. 
Um, I think it defines the level that you're at rather than whether or not, even though it should define whether or not you've been to the Olympics, let's be clear. Um, okay, anyway. So, going to get back in some running tomorrow. Don't expect to like, learn much. I reckon it'll be the weekend or even next week. I actually fly back to America on Sunday. Bit of a disaster. It cost me £400 to change the flight because there was a fare difference. And then it cost me an extra £250 rent. So, yeah, because the doctor told me I couldn't fly yesterday, which is absolutely fair enough, um, it's cost me 650 quid. But, look, I, I say that's fine. I, I just don't care about money. Like, it's really nice that I can say I don't care about £650, but I'm very much of the impression that I could die tomorrow. And I could. I could die today walking in the park. One of those big fucking deers could just have a go at me. And boom, dead. And does it really matter that that £650 was in my bank or not in my account? So that's kind of the way I am. Um, I've blown way more just to go home for Christmas one year because I used the exact same argument. That, well, if I died three days after Christmas, it wouldn't really matter that the couple of grand was in my bank account wouldn't it be far nicer to spend Christmas with family so I, I actually yeah, I actually do someone could probably argue back that yeah it is because somebody else could just use it but look it is what it is I think nowadays you can argue and justify whatever you want but I am excited to get back into some running I'm really excited about this YouTube idea I might actually buy a drone one of my buddies, Matt, just ordered a drone in America, and apparently you can set it up the, while you're running. Like maybe you're doing a track session or like Victoria Park road loop. The drone can follow you. And it would mean I could document trying to self-promote and self-document your journey to the Olympics via YouTube. It's really hard to do unless you have somebody following you all the time and like recording things all the time. Now, <clears throat> there's going to be a lot in America I can film, gym stuff, etc., etc., that I wasn't able to film before. Um, and now I'm going to be able to film that because um, we have our own gym now. It's a bit more private, and so I don't mind just set. The dog's not happy. Dog's saying we go this way normally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. I climbed over it the last few days, but let me have a Jeff joke. If I fall in, don't follow me. Sorry, we're, we came to a roadblock with um, where we are, where I walk. It's all muddy. It's pretty stable. Yeah, just be careful. So we have a private gym, uh, which is really good because... I can set the camera up and film and, you know, not really feel like I'm upsetting others with COVID. Um, not that a camera should upset them, but people also just don't want to be filmed in a gym. So I think there's going to be a lot I can film, some gym stuff, maybe some stretching routines. Um, and then also, like, I guess it might be boring for some people, but a little bit like the Truman Show. I'll try to just film what I do and, and really give you guys an inside look into what the professional athletes do. Like, and, and it's probably going to be not very much. Hey, guys. But 
what I'm also hoping is it actually gets me to do more. Nothing in life is good unless we all benefit and profit from this. I don't think it's going to generate money, which is what people always think. Is it going to help with money? You know, is it like I'll do it if there's a financial incentive? But what I hope it does is, you know, gets me to go to the Grand Canyon so that I can do my internet run at the Grand Canyon to film for you guys. And that's a win-win. You guys get to see the Grand Canyon. I get to go for a run at the Grand Canyon. Would I have went otherwise? Probably not. And so I'm hopeful that I come up with crazy things like that. Like maybe once a week I run somewhere new and I film what it's like and I review the run, you know, and I'm just, look, that's how these things start. It starts by, you put a pretty shitty, my first, my first YouTube video was awful. It was just me recording on my phone and, and then the GoPro came and I used it. And I guess I didn't think that there's all these different angles and a bit like the podcast, I'm going to try not to worry too much about that. Like if, if we sit around and we, we wait for perfect, perfect YouTube video, perfect editing, perfect intro, perfect exit and all this kind of shit. Nothing gets done. I don't have time. You guys don't have time. We don't, we don't have time for all this perfect stuff, you know? The content's there. It'll either be pretty good, and you'll enjoy listening to me blabber, and you'll get to visually see things for a change, or it won't be, and it won't take off, and in a month's time, it'll go down as a... Not a wasted exercise, but just it is what it is. Um, so that's the plan. Um, like I said, back to America Sunday. Um, what I wanted to talk about was the coaching that I've been doing. Um, it's really interesting that it's it has been a real fun thing to do, right? It's been really useful. When I, when I talk about everybody needs to benefit, my athletes are absolutely killing it. And a lot of it's just their own hard work. You know, it, I, I see myself as like, I'm like a conductor, but even less a conductor, right? I see it as my athletes are like, they're all their own ship, right? They're ship. And all I'm doing is watching on from a side and making sure the ship stays sometimes stays afloat sometimes you know we're bailing water because there's a little bit of a niggle sometimes we're repairing damage because there has been ongoing problems and and we do this thing where my job was to come in it was to build a bigger ship make it stronger so that for longer periods of time it could seal in the right direction. And the right direction is towards personal best, towards better races than you've ever ran before, towards more consistent races, all these great and wonderful things. Um, but my job is really interesting that I don't know what the role of a coach, the, the role of a coach in different athletes is different. Some of my athletes really like to have specific times to hit. Um, I try to move away from specific times, probably because weather, 
probably because part of building the ship was getting athletes to think for themselves about and think in the present. You know, coach said half marathon pace rather than the brain thinking what was my half marathon pace 14 months ago at Barcelona half marathon. I want the brain to think, what can I run for a half marathon this week? What about today? How do I feel right now, today? These things are always changing paces. And, um, so sometimes with some athletes, there's a guide. And sometimes with others, it's a, there's a real learning curve. I want athletes to be able to learn, do the session, and not really worry too much about how it goes because it kind of becomes irrelevant. There's probably going to be a podcast from a year and a half ago where I've told you guys about a session. I don't know what the fuck that session was right now. I don't know if I did it too fast, too slow. All I know is that if for a year you apply yourself the right amount, you hit your efforts right, just like Charlie Spedding talked about, hitting the intensities right, not not like not overhitting them, not underhitting them, not doing more reps than you were asked, not doing reps harder than you were asked, just just right and go home. If you do that for a year, chances are you'll be a better athlete, stronger athlete, more consistent athlete in a year's time. And I've really enjoyed that role. It, it, it varies with most athletes. There's some athletes I literally need to email them and say, like, what the fuck? It's been like two weeks and you haven't sent an email. Like, are you okay? And, and then there's other athletes that I, I communicate with a bit, a bit more and I don't count many times I communicate with people. I don't, I don't count when. I don't. I just, we just do. We just, we're kind of like there for each other. And so when I have surgery, I, I get lovely emails. And um, that's what I see it as. I see it as building a stronger ship. If you can build a fucking indestructible ship. And why a ship is indestructible is not just because it's indestructible, but because it has a really smart captain. And you're the captain, not me. I'm not the fucking ship's captain. I'm not even on the ship. I'm just watching. I'm I'm there on SOS support if I'm needed. I'm not even on the ship. You need to be the captain. So if you're a really smart captain, and you're doing all your rehab, and you're doing your gym, and you get strong, and you're doing your repairs at nighttime, your, your foam rolling, your recovery, and you're eating really well, and making sure the ship's fueled, you're in a fucking good place. And it doesn't matter if you're right at the beginning of that journey or right at, you know, the stick of things in your prime years. So long as you're looking after your ship, you're in a really good place. And it, and it probably helps to have the coach, the advisor, the whatever role I play with different athletes. And I set that weekly program and, and you know, for some athletes, it's it's similar for some it's a lot different for some we work with the time they have for some it fits around their work schedule um for some it's just giving them permission to go a bit easier on themselves take it a bit easier um for others it's you you need to get back on this because if you don't get back on it everything you worked hard for for three months you know it doesn't last forever um and yeah just to say that i really enjoyed that i I get emails. I think this works well for me. 
I get emails most Sundays. A lot of the time, there's big personal bests. If I'm full disclosure, because I'm a honest person, I read personal best, and I don't. I don't get all excited. I don't. Sometimes I don't even make a, a note of these personal bests because I I've already seen it. I've seen it in the numbers, the the, the, the threshold stuff, the tempo stuff, the the case. I've seen it, and and maybe it really helps to have a coach that just look. I do it with myself. Like I don't know how you run two nine and you're not that impressed. I'm not impressed until I know I've done everything I could. For me, it wasn't about 209, it wasn't about numbers, it was about the application. And so, for my athletes, some of them run a 10-minute half marathon TV and probably deserve way more credit than I give them. And I, and I say, well done. Um, but I just, I just think next, I just think that's fucking great, but you're probably going to take about another 10 minutes off that in the next two months, three months, and then when races come back officially and you get some competition, you're probably going to take another five minutes off that. So that forward thinking is probably, I think what humans are awful about is we always feel the need to celebrate even the the little victories. And isn't it Balotelli that said, sometimes he was a right donkey on the football pitch and bloody awful in front of goal, but didn't he say the postman doesn't celebrate posting every letter through the mailbox? And <laughs> he makes a fair point. So trying to be modest with yourself, recognizing that if your application to training has gone up, you should expect PBs, you should expect better results, and keep your ship sailing in the right direction. Just, I need some coffee. So for whatever reason, I just really felt the need to describe my ship story. And that's what I say. I say I'm this just observer. I'm just a ship watcher. I look after a flock of ship and sometimes they're sailing lovely and sometimes they're sitting still because of some mistakes. Maybe mistakes I made with volume, intensity, maybe mistakes that the athlete made with nutrition or uh, maybe mistakes that the athlete made not doing rehab or and, and sometimes you need a constant reminder I probably already need to remind each of my athletes how's the rehab going how's the how's the yoga going how's the SNC going because that's the tedious stuff for some people that's the stuff that you know you should be doing but we're not always doing there's a folder in my excel document that says rehab god knows when I last opened that what have I been doing for the last five days? I could have been doing rehab for the last five days. I wasn't told not to. I'm just, I'm, I'm as lazy as the next person. It's, it's, it's that simple. I have to remind myself. I'm, I'm, I'm lazy too. You know, my, I think naturally we all were either born or morphed into being pretty lazy and then you start being productive and you're, you're like, woo. I have all this time to do all these productive things. This is amazing. And then you go back to being lazy again. Um, so I'm going to go, I think tomorrow, buy a bike case. Find one on Gumtree, pretty cheap. Um, I want my bike to come back to America with me. Um, if I'm going to use Wahoo sent uh, Turbo out to Flagstaff, which is really awesome. Um, a lot of gratitude for that. That's absolutely awesome. I was able to get that. Um, 
time and they were willing to support and that's really cool um but there's no point me the bike that i have out there is a bit too small and i think that's when you end up running into problems injuries knees back etc etc um, and that's the last thing i want so my Zwift career is probably going to struggle because it's 7,000 feet, but you bet your ass I'll be trying. I'll have to give Alp the Zwift a go actually at altitude, which will be really interesting. Um, but yeah, it might actually help. You might find in that first week, next week, I'm able to run once a day, but then also I could probably bike um, and like breathe through my nose, which I think protects the throat a little bit. Um, but Look, I don't know at this point how long I've been chatting for. I'm excited to tell you guys in a few days about how the return to running goes. I'm also, I'm, I'm, I'm in a really nice place in life. Like, you know, it wasn't, I spoke about this yesterday on the YouTube, but it wasn't four years ago. I had, for most weeks of the year, less than a hundred pounds in my bank account. Um, I was I was not unhappy, but yeah, I was miserable. Um, very really struggling with life, and I think some of that was. I spoke about on YouTube. Yes, I think some of that is literally chemistry. Which now that I've started taking the medication and I take that consistently, there's a much happier athlete. I'm slightly nervous about. At London Marathon and Lauren, I wasn't taking medication, and so. I'm slightly nervous. Can I still create those results? But I guess we'll find out. I never, I never wanted it. To, I'll be the best athlete I can be in the happiest version of myself moving forward. If I run like 220 because this medication makes me struggle, I don't think that's going to be the case. But if I do, that's what I do, right? And And I would never convince anybody, not even myself, to not take the medication to be faster if it was going to put me at risk of not being happy. Because life is, it's, it's about being like happy, you know? Like, if we're not, if our goal for the day isn't to be happy, what the fuck is it? You know, if our goal for the rest of today or whenever you listen to this, uh, If it's not to be happy, if it's not to do something that makes you smile, whether it's listen to a song, whether it's eat a certain dinner, whether it's, you know, hug your wife or your partner or your kid, well, what the fuck is it? I also, I want to go on record to say we need to all drop our guards a bit more. I'm so fucking tired of these defensive walls that we all put up each other and specifically around the people that we're supposed to trust and love and care for the most and the same person that later on that day if someone held a gun to them you'd take a bullet and if someone tried to harm them you'd, you'd make sure that harm was delivered to that person before it came anywhere close to that person you love but that's the same person over a little bullshit argument you're going to put this big fucking 15 feet wall up and And not be honest. I don't get that. I, I I really don't understand that. Like human, we're we're a brilliant species. Don't get me wrong, but explain that one to me. I I don't get why sometimes when I argue with Katie specifically, 
it's all it's your fault it's your fault no no you did this and, and we there's so much bullshit and then it's like like i just said that's the same person that later on that day if a bus is about to hit her i will literally throw her out of the way and i'll take the hit you know there's no wall at that point because that's real that's that's action but yet when you're given a bit of time these big defensive walls goes up and it's like i don't think it's us i don't think it's our true i just think it's Sometimes it's just petty bullshit. So do your best to drop the wall and just try to be a bit more raw and honest and, and see where it gets you. And fuck it, like if it doesn't work out, so what? Maybe it will next time. All right. I, I had a pleasure talking with you guys. It feels like you were with me in the park. Um, I really hope someday... I genuinely am standing in front of people and talking. Um, hopefully as an Olympic medalist or a European medalist rather than being a 220 runner if I go backwards. But look, we'll deal with it when it happens. All right, take care.